You're listening to Why We Do What We Do. All right, this is Abraham. Rhino. And Shane. And so this is Why We Do What We Do. Your favorite consumable psychology podcast. Shane's been working on that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I've been practicing that so much. Yeah. Nice. He's been getting pretty good at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's nice to, uh, nice to be here with you all. Exciting episode today. Yeah. Yes. Hey, why we do what we do just turned to. <laughs> why we do what we do. <laughs> Which right. doesn't seem very old, but when you're doing a weekly thing for two years, that's like archaic in also, podcast. Yeah, like online. Also, it feels like, I don't know, it just feels like it's gone by really quickly in a way. Hard to believe it's already been two years. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, pretty great. No, it's... Yeah, it's kind of wild. It, it, it's really cool. Like, uh, you know, like I, I jumped in late in the game, but it's, I think I was there for the first year podcast and that was, or the first year episode and that was cool. Yeah. So this yeah, is cool to be here for the second one. I'm glad you guys kept me around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've been great. <laughs> Very valuable. Ryan travels a lot, so yeah, I, uh, I've I've been destroying. Uh, I guess I've I've been very bad at keeping up with everything, and I'm trying to fix stuff. I feel bad. I'm glad you all could jump in and help out. And we just get a stronger final product when we have more perspectives on here. I think. Yeah. So for today's episode, because we get to have a birthday, that means that we're gonna mostly spend time talking about us <laughs> and what we've been up to. It's our birthday. It's a birthday. It is. Cry for Why we too. It, it's called Why We Too What We Too. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, dear. Okay. Damn Already it. off to rocky start, I guess. <laughs> or a fantastic start, depending young, on where you swing. Young Luke has become a, a full-grown Jedi. <laughs> it's time for me to step back. <laughs> so so let's, let's, let's uh, recap the last couple of years. One Im- very important detail is in January... Uh, Miranda stepped down to go do life things and she was willing to join us for our 100th episode, which was great. Loved having her on here. And in addition to that, we, as far as sort of personnel shakeups go in the last couple of years, and when we added Shane, that one's pretty, pretty obvious since he's here. And (laughs) we brought, brought on a few more people that are helping sort of behind the scenes stuff that you don't really get to hear much about, but Michelle Danico is helping us with our uh, research end on preparing notes and doing fact checking, that sort of thing. Amber Grote and I uh, are working on getting a a much stronger social media presence. We're coordinating how we're going to do that. And in conjunction, we've been asking Abraham to help lay out the master plan of how all of our episodes could be archived and linked together with a tagging system so we can start putting this stuff out there, not only on social media, but try to actually target it to groups that might be looking for it. Um, So certain topics and different episodes will kind of go together in these nice themes that we can use to then, um, in a sense, market, advertise the podcast as a a resource if people are looking to learn about those sort of things. Because we have an extensive library and we've got some uh, really valuable stuff that we can get out there. Um, yeah. to the people who are looking for it, which just needs to be a little cleaner and organized. So we're super excited to do that. Should be in the next two weeks when everything's together and happening. Hopefully. Working on it. <laughs> and we also have so. the Brits. Yep. Rip Hourly, Brittany Marie DeSanti, still helping us with research as well. So we have a cool little research team, posse, working together um, to help us get all of our all of our good info that we need so we can we can produce well, thoroughly researched episodes. Yeah, super helpful, super helpful. I mean, their notes have been fantastic. And so a lot of the content that you're hearing is is coming directly from the work that they're doing. So right. it's really great to have them 
kind of be a backbone and and you know like you said working behind the scenes and and really getting these episodes out with us it's yep. kind of why we're good at what we're good at that didn't, that didn't quite work <laughs> good it's it's uh the why we do what we crew <laughs> <laughs> there you go um and then of course gina richards is also helping us um with with sort of filling in the holes around the other spaces in there as well and, and feedback she's a great critical feedback uh yes person yeah yeah, so she's sort of like an administrator floating, floating around doing things that need to be done. And so, and some other people potentially coming on, we're working out the system for that. But otherwise, yeah, our team has grown, um, minus the tremendous loss of, of uh, Miranda needing to focus on other things, which is understandable. And um, we are, just in case anyone's worried, there were no hard feelings or anything there. We have a wonderful relationship with Miranda. She just had stuff that to do, so. Yeah. Great, yeah. good stuff in life, is my yeah. understanding. Yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Career just, advancements, life, family, sort of advancement things. So yeah, we just I, I we miss her, and so bring it up a lot. <laughs> so as uh, as you were saying, Ryan, we now who's, have who's going to re- be the first to cry? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I I already did. <laughs> um, Shane wins. Okay, so uh, as yeah, as you were mentioning, Ryan, we've done a lot in terms of trying to really organize these episodes, and so I sort of discovered in going through creating a catalog of the type of topics that we've covered, some of the main overarching themes we hit on a lot, and one of them is ACT, or acceptance and commitment training, or acceptance and commitment therapy, depending on your level of involvement or attention to the history of that. A lot of episodes on that have happened. Um, this is over the last couple of years. So this is the entire time we've been doing this, although there certainly has been that throughout the last year as well since our last one-year episode. We've also covered uh, PBIS, which is really cool. We got to interview Dr. George Shigai, which was a really fun episode. We got to we got to do that for a little bit and, and talk about some of those systems, which was really neat. At the time that this came out, we will have just released an episode on bullying with Dr. Scott Ross, also in the PBIS world, and Brooke Wagner, also from the PBIS world. And this has been a larger theme uh, around education is is something we've been covering quite extensively as well. Yep. I just realized the five to one ratio episode sort of fit inside that PBS yeah. thing as well. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And That's good stuff. And super applicable to any educational setting, right? Right. Yeah. One of my favorites is that we spend a lot of time doing myth busting. Yes. Like that is, I, I feel like a lot of our episodes lately have been a lot of myth busting yes. and gotten real snarky. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that I had been leaning real heavily into like skepticism and myth busting stuff. And so I'm trying to pivot away from that or at least intersperse it. So it's not just like, here's our killjoy, here's our killjoy, here's our killjoy, here's our killjoy, and instead have it be more like, here's something that I'm super jazzed about, and here's something that's not real. And now here's something I'm super jazzed about, and here's something that's just, it's not real. Oh, here's something you loved. I'm taking that away. <laughs> I, I'm, we're stepping in and taking away your joy. We're going to we're gonna work on that. At least it's yep. not everyone's hopes and dreams, right? We're not crushing well, Not yet. I don't know. What maybe. are hopes and dreams? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could be, huh? That's right. Hope, hopes and dreams are next. <laughs> you just gave us a really good idea for an episode. Episode 105, Destroying <laughs> Hopes and Dreams. <laughs> I feel like that should be our last ever episode if it, and when it, if and when it comes down to that. Yeah. <laughs> or existentialism. There you go. <laughs> just, what was, just the whole episode is just, what was the point? Yeah. Special special guest Linda Hayes on that one. <laughs> yeah, 45 minutes of silence is what that'll be. <laughs> we've, uh, we've also covered quite a bit in a biological realm, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Whether that's through brain imaging tech or genetics. 
right? Yeah, that, that comes up a lot. Um, and th- that's sort of interspersed throughout episodes, almost regardless of the topic, too. But some episodes specifically focused on that is something we've done quite a bit with. Of course, we've had a number of interviews. We've already mentioned them. Um, in fact, we have done a total of 15 interviews. Um, some of those split into multiple episodes, but for the most part, they're self-contained. One of my favorites was probably Donnie Newsom talking about the borders of fluency and how it's probably not a good thing to be fluent at uh, pooping. And <laughs> said you can't be fluent at pooping. You can't be fluent exactly at those reflexive behaviors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, that was a fun one. Um, so, okay, I, I take it back. It was actually 15 interview episodes. There were 12 of them because there were some that were uh, split up, and then there were some that were combined interviews as well. Um, but 12, a dozen interviews. So, which is cool. So, out of the out of the 104, it's 12 total. Yep. Nice. It's not bad on a ratio, man. Um, yeah. No. So most some podcasts are strictly built off of an interview aspect. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So we add an interview, then we myth bust some stuff, then we talk about history. Then we add some genetic factors in there, yeah. And then we myth bust some stuff, <laughs> and then we add another interview, and we spice. It's the spice of life. Variety is the spice of life, exactly. Right? Occasionally, we get to that point where we just kind of shrug our shoulders and we're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go, here's a birthday episode. Yeah. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> Happy birthday! I was, re- I was remembering the uh, the one on free will, which is first year, I believe. Yeah. Um, but we kind of ended up on like, is there free will? Maybe. Maybe yeah. not. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> At least yeah, to us, you know? Depends on how you define it and if you care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, who does anymore? Which is where the shoulder shrug came from. I feel like we've had a couple episodes yeah. like that. <laughs> it's like, you can yeah. use it if you want, I guess, but you don't really need to. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed... Um, I feel like this last year is where we really started getting on these sort of taking on historical events and doing entire episodes on them like the little clever Albert Hans. one clever hans is another one um, five v do five v do <laughs> i was so proud of that skit i was i just thought it was so much fun <laughs> if you're listening to this now and you haven't heard the clever hans episode i mean even just listening to the first like three minutes is so worth it <laughs> i'm not the greatest at a german accent but i could be worse dude i thought it, i thought it sounded fine I mean, granted, yeah, fine I, enough. I don't have the ears really to judge it with, but... I think we did that one like a month or so after I'd visited there. Oh, well, there you go. Just coming a little fresh off of the experience. So we're already sort of listening. Are there any other favorites of you guys, the, um, the episodes you think that just went really well or sounded really good or anything like that? I've got two that I could think of off the top of my head. I mean, I think that my first real episode with with you all was uh, the Tyra Sellers interview, and okay. that was a really cool. That was a that was a fun yeah um, interview, and and uh, and you know she was really great and really humble and. Um, and I think that that one was really interesting, kind of shifted my perspective on supervision. But the other one that I um, am really digging right now, uh, and it really sticks out, is the homeopathy episode we just did um, just a couple episodes back. Because I feel like that was one where we um, really – I feel like that was a, a pretty clear voice. You know, that wasn't a shoulder shrug one. We yeah. were kind of like, nah, stop that. <laughs> um, but I, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun recording that one too. Like that one was just, uh, the, the topic itself was really interesting, but I think that I had a lot of fun actually recording that one. That one was cool. And I, I, I was actually going to say that was one of my highlights as well, especially because we, as you said, it was a lot of fun to record that. I learned a lot and it was really interesting. I, I feel like we actually did a pretty good job of staying diplomatic in a way. 
right? Yeah. We were like, well, let's just talk about what's here. And then just kind of ended up in a place of like, nothing. <laughs> There's nothing there. A whole bunch of, whole bunch of water. <laughs> like a lot of water. Like a lot of water. And, and not a lot of mo- not a lot of molecules. <laughs> Too much water memory. Yes, exactly. I really enjoyed to to rewind back into season or I guess year one is what we'd call it. Um, <laughs> season the, one. Oh, this is season That's one. Fantastic! I love that. <laughs> the lie detector. Yeah. One was one of my favorites, personally, just because it's uh, it's a fun intersection of like where a lot of people generally believe that it's actually uncovering some sort of truth and. Right. It is far from <laughs> accurate yeah. and very scary that it is used still in certain situations. Yeah, that uh, I agree. I remember when we recorded that and I sort of walked out of it's that like a, It's like a decent first proxy, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. Right? Like at best. Yeah, but also fairly misleading. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so I remember leaving that one thinking, wow, I feel like we did a good job on that. And I, I do really think that that was a good one. And then weirdly, the one that always comes back to me that always stood out was the sensory deprivation tanks. I just feel like I learned a lot in that episode. Yeah. And it was kind of weird, but it was really interesting to me. I, I don't know. That, that one's one that stood out to me as well. And of course, we had, we've had some fabulous interviews. I, I definitely regret not being drunk for the alcohol episode. Oh, I loved that one. I actually think about that one constantly because especially after having done as much research on exactly how alcohol works, because obviously I had a a pretty good understanding, but really digging into this is what it does and this is how it does it. I feel sort of hyper aware of it when I'm around it now and it's always around. It's everywhere. So that one, I feel like just stays present for me. Yeah, I think uh, one that kind of always pops up here and there is for like the synesthesia one too was really cool because yeah. like that one I think um, you know I'd always I'd always joked when I was a kid I was like oh that's the disorder I'd want if I had one <laughs> <laughs> you know I want to be able to like see right. music you know I want to hear colors you want to smell the and, sun. Um, I want to smell the sun, right? <laughs> and um, and it was just really cool to like actually spend some time digging into that, and it not just be like a like a cursory knowledge of that. That was that was a lot of fun to really spend some time with. Yeah, and that was one where we got to have the the experience of people are going, "Hey, behaviorists killed synesthesia." Yeah, like what? Right. And then got oh, to go excuse the, me. Yeah, relevance to the one that was just released at the time of this recording as the uh, did behaviorism kill research on emotions. And mm-hmm. another one of those, what? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Why is everyone going out here is like blaming like behaviorism for killing everything? I think that's my favorite thing about being a behaviorist is like when people do that, they're like, uh, they'll go, oh, they killed this. And I'm like, here's all the data that we have that says we didn't. <laughs> like, yeah. like, which just makes us, I don't know if that makes us look like jerks, but <laughs> we still go, we're like, no, here's all the data. Here's all the graphical displays. And here's everything that proves that yeah. we did not kill that. I, I can see why you think that. And it's wrong. <laughs> you, know, <Right. laughs> you know, on this topic, just coming off of a trip to an African uh, Congress on Autism conference, yeah, there there was some negative perceptions and like really fresh too. Like behavior analysis isn't spread across like there's services in the U.S. and such across that whole continent. And I found that there were some folks that would run into very poorly trained folks or people that had the right heart but not enough training, or that just overpromised what they could actually do and the amount of time that they had. Yeah. And that was like the three main reasons that there was these negative uh, perceptions, which all sourced back into like a presumed behavior analyst or 
somebody that at least believes in that sort of way was kind of planting the seed that then grew sour <laughs> for yeah. those people. So it makes me kind of like rethink like, man, did some of this stuff come from somebody meaning to do well on some sort of dissemination strategy or tactic or training or whatever, and it just went sour? Like, are we to blame for those sort of things being out there? Does that make sense? Well, I mean, it's the reason that many of the other medical professions have gotten so good about not overpromising things. I think yeah. that maybe part of their training is this is how we talk about what is what what's capable, like what we're capable of, what's available inside of these treatments. And it's really important, and it's part of our ethical guidelines, actually, not to go in promising people, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have your kid completely symptom free in yeah. two months. You know, we don't say that sort of thing because it's ridiculous. And we can't, you can't deliver on things when you can't be effective for them. Like uh, you, you wouldn't go to a doctor who is like a, a surgeon who's like, nope, there's no complications. You'll be fine. And then, you know, they would never say that because you always have to at least say there's yeah. a risk. Well, I, I wonder like, so with those episodes, like the emotions or whatever you want to pull into this discussion like that, folks, like the, the OGs, like Skinner and such were usually, or Watson's famous quote that was totally just misquoted for eternity. Yeah, um, we brought that in that episode. Quite a yeah, thing, right? Like, about. it just goes to show you, I guess, like how careful you have to be about your words all the time. Yeah. Um, we'll maybe look back on this episode and laugh if it ever bites us in the butt when it comes to this <laughs> this outlet, right? It's fair. It's fair. All right. So um, going through some of the data, our most popular episodes have been so far the interview that we did with Dr. Steve Hayes that is... Easily our most listened to episode of all of them. Um, we surprise, did that, surprise. Yeah, and it released in December of 2017. Remains one of our most popular, um, and that was on the subject was on grit. Yes, the dude. If you've not heard him talk, make sure to go check that one out. Yeah, we're all biased here. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, just so good. such a good speaker, such a good presenter, such a good person. Like just listening to him talk, he's so good at just capturing your attention and just sort of, I don't know, really delivering the message in in a digestible sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like animal aggression is a high one too. Yeah. Yeah, the two episodes Both part we did, one and part two. Yeah, with Hannah Brannigan and and Ryan Cartledge. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, they both have podcasts. They're both used to being on the mic. They both deliver value to their own audiences and have their own audiences. So the fact that we kind of super teamed up on that one, plus it's something that we hadn't even touched really at all, right? Like animals in general, um, we don't talk a whole lot on this podcast, right? So there's some novelty there even to our listeners. Yeah, and I do have some more of those plans sort of coming down the line. But but yeah, absolutely. That that was a little different from how what we normally talk about. We definitely are a little human-centric here. A little different than what we do when we do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every, every opportunity, just to seize it. All of them. Not surprised Jonathan Tarbox is also up there. That was yeah. another acceptance and commitment therapy episode. Right. The Idolatry of the Mind was the title of yes. that one. Yeah, that was a good one. It's a great title, too, by the way. It is. You know, weirdly, what continues to be one of our most downloaded and listened to episodes is our very first intro episode. It's like 15 minutes long, and it's just us <laughs> saying, it's like, we don't even have good mics. It's just using the mic on our computer, sitting in my kitchen, going, this is what we're, what we're going to yeah, talk your, about. Your and Mac. that was the whole episode. <laughs> and for some reason, it's like one of our most popular. I go back to listen on the, if there's someone that I've like sampled and I've listened to one or two, I'm like, where did this start? And I usually go back yeah. to the first one. And That's just what I think that the is. first couple. Right. Um, and then I like cherry pick around based on what, I'm, what my interests are and what catches my eye. 
Yeah, I, I think that's mostly what's probably going on there, but it's just I thought it was interesting. Yeah, and then uh, another one of the top ones is the Perception Through Hearing series, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, that one was a lot of fun to do, and that one I think uh, just kind of like some of our other episodes of like, when when uh, I know we've kind of had this issue where I jump on an episode and then it ends up going two or three episodes long because I like to talk more than I should. Uh, but it <laughs> ends up that that one was one that came up, which I thought was really cool because that one was a lot really really interesting to dig into. Yeah, that was. I thought I that was the episode that murdered me in the editing <laughs> process because I took on so much more than I had ever taken on before and it was so 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 difficult and took me like over 100 hours to edit those three episodes. Yeah, and it's so meta, right? Like you're like you're doing a you're you're editing a a podcast on hearing while you're listening to it about <laughs> Uh, it's about something that people listen to. That had not occurred to me as I was editing it. I was mostly just <laughs> trying to keep all of the different audio feeds organized and then try and superimpose some music here and there. And it was it was a lot of work. And that's the reason that there has been a couple of other episodes recorded long ago now that I have yet to air because I wanted to do that level of production again and have been frightened to take that on. <laughs> but they're really good if we ever get there. So... Let's see. I think that's the last one that interestingly did really well was the episode we did on a hierarchy of needs from Maslow. And I don't know, that one ended up being fairly popular, which is cool. You know, I think I mean, we, it's talked about a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if it pops up in like search results and stuff like that. Though, yeah, that was kind of my more. guess. I was thinking that probably what happened is people who look for that sort of thing happened to stumble across it. So. Yeah, that that one was cool too because that was the first episode that I was officially on that wasn't an interview. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. Yep. So that was that was a cool one. So I'm glad that made the top. So um, it's probably my star power that brought it up there. <laughs> we were we were all thinking it. I'm glad you said it. Yeah. The name recognition of Shane is really what, That's what, what it drives is. the popularity. <laughs> Happy to have it. So it's we, branding, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Now you're a doctor. Let's see what happens That's after Dr. that. Dr. Spiker. That's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. We should announce that. Yeah. Dr. Shane Spiker. Yeah. Shane just got his mm. PhD. So he's officially yeah, thank you. doctor. Thank you. He's our, uh, Don't our trust him anymore. Don't trust him anymore member. than you did before. Not our oldest member, but our highest ranking member. <laughs> <laughs> Generous. That's a, I, I, you know, I've never had, I've never had a lot of rankings in my life, so I appreciate getting at least one. Yep. Outside of like video games. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> number one on Super um, Smash Bros. <laughs> So we also worked on revamping our Patreon page, which Patreon is just a cool way to support the podcast financially, um, as little as three bucks per month, but to help us out um, and get some new extra perks and things like that. Yeah. So a few things that are there, we renamed the tiers. We have the Pop Psych Journeyman or Journeywoman, if you so wish to be a Journeywoman. Um, and this is just access to our Patreon-only content. So we have some some things get shared in there, such as raw uncuts so of the episodes go up. And then we turned on a Discord server that I think would be a really cool way to start interacting with people on a little bit more of a frequent basis. I'm on there um, always. Yeah, I've got that set up on my computer and kind of open, ready to get that, that going. And then the Pop Psych Apprentice, which if you look at our page now, it says Apprentice there's a typo on there, <laughs> um, which gets some access to the, this is where your behind the scenes come in and occasional bonus episodes. And then as with all of these, you'll get more, you'll get the same rewards that you would have got at the lower levels at these higher levels. Then we have a pop psych master. So this is a monthly Patreon only 
live stream where we share what's happening, what's coming up, answer some questions, things like that. A sustainer, and the sustainer would be uh, able to choose or submit a topic. It just has to be approved by us so that we're not putting out anything that's like radically different or not in line with our values. Yeah. And then an advertisement spot actually opened up as well. So if people are looking to hop on, share their company or brand, and it fits into uh, why we create this podcast for who we create this podcast for. I tried there. It didn't really work. <laughs> then, uh, then that might be that might be for you. So definitely head over, check it out. Patreon.com backslash WWD WWD podcast. Um, we just started back up, got three people signed up, and we're going to look to blow that up this year. Um, I think the coolest thing that comes from these, because I've dabbled around on the YouTube channel as well, is you start to get more input, thoughts, feedback, links. So if you guys are wanting to help um, those of you listening uh, craft and kind of share resources and make these things better, that is the easiest outlet or inlet, I guess, to, to make that happen. And I don't know if you mentioned this already as one of the levels, but on one of those levels, you will get a bonus episode that is only for Patreon members. It's not a brand new topic or anything. Mostly it's us just chatting with one another, usually about something we're interested in at the time. And uh, But those are available. They're short. They're about 15 to 20 minutes. Most of them have been 15 minutes or less. Uh, those yeah. are uncensored, so we do uh, we are unbridled <laughs> and sort of just say whatever comes to mind on that one. But those are uh, accessible to people of uh, Patreons at a certain level. Yeah, and those so those are not hosted through any of our podcast apps. It's hosted strictly through the Patreon app. Um, or platforms you have to listen through. Right. There. Yeah, that's the only way to get access to it. So one way to just get more why we do what we do into your life. Sweet, does that cover our Patreon stuff? I think we're good there. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So then let's talk about some of the stuff we have coming up. I'll just talk about some episodes, some we've already recorded, some we are preparing to record, but uh, we are going to be releasing after this comes out, we are going to have two episodes on child development at two different stages. One is um, in utero, and the other one is the first two years of life. And then uh, we're going to talk about, we have an episode already recorded, ready to go on weighted vests. Then we have an episode coming out on how to study. And after that, we have just a bunch of topics that I would like to take on that I'm interested in that may or may not be recorded in a timely manner because oftentimes what will happen is one of our researchers will prepare notes on something that I was not thinking that was going to be the thing we record. And, or more often than not, I think of something that I'm like, I really just want to write about this right now and I'll yeah. just take it on. And in, even though that wasn't the schedule, I just do that because I have the will to do it, I guess. <laughs> it's part of being the leader and within, the, within a podcast, right? Yeah. So this is what just, we're talking about this week. Yep. That happens sometimes. But the ones that we do have scheduled right now are talking about, in addition to the ones I already mentioned, dyslexia, twin studies, and then one that I heard about a long time ago, not a long time ago, a few years ago, but it's just the most bizarre idea to me because there's someone who has talked about trying to do this right now or like in this current era is doing a, tr a head transplant. So putting a person's head with brain onto another body. Some people have argued that they can do it. And I think it'd be really interesting to take that on on this podcast and, and just ask the question, would it work? How would it work? What would be the implications of that? That sort of thing. So, yeah. Someday that we'll, sounds terrifying. Someday we'll hit the singularity, right? Someday. Um, and then just a couple other ones we have more or less scheduled is the overarching theme of how to diagnose mental health issues. 
So talking about the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual or the DSM for the uh, for America, for the United States. However, there are diagnostic manuals all over the world for different countries, for different cultures. Yeah, that one that one will only take us like, what, three and a half years to episodes yeah. to cover? Yeah, there, there, there's a lot to unpack there. So it'll have to at least begin with a general overview. And then if there's something really specific inside of that we'd like to dive into, like just the American DSM, then there's we also areas in the world that have very poor to no diagnostic uh, manuals out there. So, yeah. And well, what's what's interesting about this topic in particular, and one of the reasons that I wanted to take this on is that you if you think about the fact that mental health conditions are a human condition then they should persist across cultures, even if they have different names or slightly different parameters, maybe, of how you might classify them. And yet there are several that seem to not exist at all, according to the diagnostic system in countries, even those countries that have the money and the resources to have developed a thorough, comprehensive system, that they'll have things in their system that we don't have, and we'll have things in our system that they don't have. And that's where I think there is a particularly interesting sliver to tackle that may, again, be too specific for the topic of just talking about these approaches, but nevertheless is a cool thing. Does that seem... Oh, social contracts. Does it, yeah? Does that seem because of the actual lack of it being in that society, uh, or is it like there's a stigma associated with with those sort of things? Because I've seen like autism in certain countries in Africa isn't a thing because of the stigma and everybody being like literally sheltered away from society. So it's like yeah, we don't have that. In, like one 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 representative from a. Uh, the conference I was just at from South America was like, yeah, we don't have autism yet, which was very interesting things. It's been in every other country I've seen so far, <laughs> you know, or talked to people so far. Yeah. I, well, I think that's part, I think there's more, I think those both could be what's going on for certain countries. And I think that, so I think there's going to be some that are somewhat cultural. I think there are going to be some that are wrapped up inside of other diagnoses. So they are not necessarily comorbid like they might be in the United States, where it's like 100% comorbid diagnoses, but yeah. uh, would instead just be called the same thing. And I think that there are some that would be ignored because of the taboo nature of them. And I think there are maybe other factors as well to consider. It, it could just be a lack of contact with that particular construct, and it's not a comprehensive system yet. So yeah. lots to unpack. Cool. I'm excited to jump into that one. Yeah. And then one, actually two more topics. I'm just going to, there's many, 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 many topics that we're working on, but two more that I I think are relatively soon coming down because one that Shane is going to really take the lead on is the deinstitutionalization of the quote unquote mental health, mental hospitals. Or lack thereof. Yeah. 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 I'm really excited about that because I think that's a, I think there's a lot of really cool, rich history there that I think that people don't really maybe understand or maybe they don't have an idea of what mental health treatment looked like back when that happened. You know, I worked with a young, or I should, a young woman. I worked with an older woman who had lived through that era and had been out on the streets wow. with no communication and no care for weeks before somebody found her and, and brought her into a, some kind of state facility, Yeah, like into state run, like, you know, residential placement. So it gets, it gets, a, it's, there's some really interesting stuff there. Yeah. So I'm excited to dig into it. I did a, I did a little bit of work 
for over like a year and a half at one of the Texas state facilities. Yeah. I'll be following along on your notes and seeing like where that's going. And if it's along that vein, dude, I've got some stuff to add that might be pretty interesting to share. Honestly, yeah, for sure. We could like, I think starting with that sort of general overview of the process, I honestly think we could do a single, like an episode per hospital at least, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm, oh, for sure. like per year on <laughs> Like there's so much, there's so much content there. Yeah. This is the beautiful per thing year, about per hospital. Yeah. <laughs> uh, per treatment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is the beautiful thing about the, what we've taken on in this podcast is I don't think we could ever run out of material. Like we, we have not even sort of scratched the surface of what is available to talk about. And hopefully if we ever get close, aliens show up or something, and then we have a whole new subject to talk about. Yeah, there you go. Although, you know? oh, you just gave me the best idea for an episode. Wouldn't it be so much fun to do an episode where we just speculate about the psychology of alien life? Can we please do that? <laughs> that would be so much fun. <laughs> to everyone, oh, to everyone love... listening, Shane is shaking his head with his eyes closed. I'm like, so, so thrilled. Yeah. I'm so th- I love stuff like that because I am I'm just so interested in people who are just – they're just headfirst into conspiracy theories and yeah. paranormal research. I think that is just so interesting. So yes, uh, alien psychology. I'm into it. I've been listening to a lot of a lot of podcasts with people on that are very skeptical, or they're taking DMT trips, or they are very <laughs> into ayahuasca uh, trips. <laughs> very into conspiracy theories and. I agree with you, Shane. It's a fascinating world to oh, listen to. Oh, it's so to. good. Yeah. <laughs> just you spend any time you spend any time looking at anything that has to do with Skinwalker Ranch, you're gonna be like, what is going on? What is happening? <laughs> nice. I'll just check it out. Well, I've already created the template for alien psychology, so that one's definitely happening <laughs> at some point. And then the other one I wanted to mention is that um, one of our, the new researcher I mentioned, Michelle Danico, she has done some work in the area of sleep. And we have talked about doing some sleep episodes we've had some requests for dreams which is one we'd love to take on at some point again you you already tell how long our list is but taking on specifically two a couple different elements of talking about sleep how it is and how it works as well as sleep hygiene sort of best practices nice it's good stuff so a couple other things that i'm excited about is i have a project i would like to take on that is I'd like to try and make this podcast a little more interactive and I'm considering doing something where it'd be kind of fun if we set up sort of a, a project, like a, a science project where our listeners take data on something or try and change, like pick up a new skill or take on something where people are involved. Maybe they, um, they, they try a little experiment or they just report on something on a form. I, I'm just curious. So if you have any ideas, please write us, let us know if you have any suggestions about how we could do a big, like ask all of our listeners to kind of like a citizen science project. Yeah. Citizen science project to report something and we'll just, we'll, we'll organize it. We'll get it set up. It's not for publication, just a way to have people feel a little more connected to what we're doing and have an opportunity to learn something new about psychology. That's all. Sounds rad. Yeah, there you go. We're all going to learn how to do backflips. All right, cool. I'm going to, we have a quick listener mail to do. All right, cool. So this comes from Audrey in Boise, Idaho. She says, hey guys, just listen to episode 85. Yeah, that was a five to one. Okay. I uh, love listening to you guys, especially this one. She so said, did you know Pat Fryman says the first thing he does when he, when individuals 
reach his facility at Boys Town is they put in a five to one ratio in place. And he says it has the greatest and quickest impact on behavior change. And he shared that with Audrey's team when he traveled to talk to them at their state. Um, And then uh, Audrey said, I shared this podcast, this episode in particular, on the Idaho Association for BA Facebook page and uh, share the Daily BA, which is Ryan's channel uh, post there, too. You guys do great stuff. So anyway, thank you so much, Audrey. Audrey also asked for some stickers, which we're going to send to her. I can uh, mail those out this week Did you, if you got an email. Yeah. If anyone else wants any, write us at the info at www.podcast.com, and I will gladly send some out in the mail uh, free of charge. Yeah, we have at least one or not or two requests in our email, Ryan, so if you wouldn't mind taking those on, uh, yeah. I would appreciate it. Just send your, t- really clearly to everybody, like you can't email saying I want stickers, email yeah. saying where to send the stickers yes. and that you want stickers. Yeah. Because I get those sometimes and it's like, I need the address. <laughs> we haven't figured out how to email stickers yet, but we can mail stickers. So, all right. And then Audrey goes on to say, keep up the good work. Okay. So we, I think that is all we have. Um, I will say thank you so much to Audrey for writing in. If you would like to uh, tell us about how you have shared us with somebody else, we always love hearing that sort of thing. So um, please reach out and let us know. And um, if you would like some stickers, write in, let us know. And if you have any ideas for our citizen uh, science project, we'd love to hear those. Um, Please consider joining us on Patreon, even if it's only temporary. It is something that we could certainly... um, we, we always use the help that we get. So we really appreciate anybody's ability and willingness to anything that you can do. And if you can't do anything on Patreon, that's totally fine. Obviously, that's not workable for all people. Um, even just sharing us by word of mouth, uh, rating us on whatever platform you listen to is great. Um, you can write a review is, is awesome as well. Anything helps. So really appreciate it. With that being said, this is Abraham. This is Rhino. And this is Shane. We are out. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to Why We Do What We Do. Why We Do What We Do is supported in part by our amazing patrons. Thank you. If you like what you heard, consider becoming a patron by heading to patreon.com slash podcast. You can also rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts or share this episode with your friends. If you have any comments or questions, we'd love to hear from you. Find us at WWD Podcast on your favorite social media platforms. You can learn more about this and other episodes by going to www.podcast.com. There, you'll find links as well as detailed and shareable show notes. Why We Do What We Do is researched and produced by Abraham, Ryan O, Shane, and Miranda. Artwork and logo design by Andrew Pollock at nogdesigns.com. Video and production assistance from Tyler Brassier with music courtesy of Justin Greenhouse. Thanks for listening, and we hope you have an awesome day.